0: What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 10 to 17, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 19th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun in the messiness of it all. I'm super pumped for you to meet my friend, Noah Elias, and we get into some incredible nuggets around fatherhood, finances, and how you are operating as a man, husband, and father. What is your operating system? Did you choose it? Did it happen to you? Enjoy this conversation and meeting my friend, Noah. All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Fatherhood Field Notes. Really excited to be sitting here talking with my new friend, Noah. Noah, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, bud. How are you? I'm doing
0: really well. Uh, Really been looking forward to getting some more time with you. So... Mm -hmm. Just quick backstory, Noah and I connected at a friend of ours, Michael Davis. Noah gave a presentation at Michael's house to about 25, 30 people on this uh, this mindset around uh, finances and really coming from a biblical kingdom perspective. Um, and and I'll have to say, man, it really unlocked some things for me as the last couple of years, I've been undoing some scarcity mindset that I feel like yeah. I grew up with uh, in the church, not badgering the church. It's just kind of what I what I interpreted, um, yeah. and and so this idea of like abundance um, has really been prevalent. So first off, thank you for that, and we'll get into that uh, during our conversation. But before I just jump into my rando questions, any any initial thoughts you have?
1: No, man, I'm super grateful to be here and excited for everybody that's listening, and hope there's some uh, breakthrough and paradigm shifts for everybody.
0: Cool. Dig it. All right. So first off, how old do you find yourself today? Uh, 52. 52. And how many years you've been married? Uh, 22. 22 years. Nice work. And how many kiddos do you guys have?
1: Uh, uh, Griffin, my daughter, is 19 and Noah is 18.
0: Okay. Okay. And then where does your family reside?
1: Uh, We're in Southern California, right near Disneyland, Central Orange County. Nice. Love it. Okay. I went to
0: school at Vanguard. Uh, I lived in Orange County for a while, um, but now we're in Hawaii. And then what do you do for a living? Now, I'll tell you this. I love and hate this question because um, most men use this question as a, how do I size up next to you? The reason I ask the question is fatherhood is a level playing field. When your daughter turns 16, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a you know, Fortune 500 company or you are a manager at a Home Depot. You have to deal with my daughter's now turning 16. How do I show up for this? So with that being said, what is it that you do for a living?
1: So for a living, I used to answer that question a lot differently years back, but I would say that what we do for a living Living is we primarily focus on um, stewardship for our, our largest allocation would be rescuing and caring for special needs AIDS orphans in South Africa. Mm. And that's our main mission. Um, that is our compelling true north. Um, second behind that is, is um, leveraging all aspects of our business to underwrite those things which are eternal. So we want to use business as a mission to not only bring leaders into using their business as a mission, but we do a lot of mentoring and coaching consulting uh to help families build an eternal legacy using their business as a mission. I mean, and then usually when I say that, you know, when we sit down at a dinner table and meet people for the first time, they'll be like, well, how do you do that? Well, started back and when I was 16, I built an art business going door to door uh, in Newport Beach in high school and started a graphic arts company doing everything by hand because there was no technology back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I, t- I took art to the streets. Um, I would paint live at coffee shops in the evenings. And I built a company to a publishing company where I was doing fine art paintings, similar to Thomas Kincaid, Wyland, or something like that. I wanted to, um, you know, essentially build a publishing company which i did and then from all the winnings of the publishing company built on you know when the internet came out started building online publishing companies where i was doing content creation and content publishing and so that included master classes um publishing books publishing uh workshops seminars uh and then what also happened as a result of that the king the, the assignment grew even more where I had a lot of ministries and teams and companies come, come up and say, Hey, every, this whole ecosystem that you built for yourself, how do, how can you help us do that for us? Mm -hmm. So then there was actually a business out of that. And so then that grew and snowballed, uh, into leadership development for high capacity Christian leaders. And so majority of what I work on now is by design and by choice. I feel pretty much retired. But uh, it's life by design where you pick exactly the type of clients that you want to serve, whether it's our agency doing that work, the type of clients that we want to mentor and help and help them steward their kingdom assignment, help them build their own ecosystems that are eternal. And then still working with Disney, we do a tremendous amount of work with Disney, uh, doing events where I get to go to the parks and cruise lines and online business where I get to sell my art. Meet guests, and we've almost uh, be celebrating 18 years of them being one of our biggest customers. That's wow, a beautiful that's
0: way, with a lot
1: of folks. So, um, very diverse portfolio of what I get to do for a living. I'm a serial entrepreneur, but it's put me in positions where I get to help. I love helping uh, people where the light bulbs come on. There's probably nothing more exciting for me than when. Uh, people get lit up, see what's possible, the plans, the goals, the ways to achieve it, but to to create things which are eternal. And that's mm. that's where people really, truly become rich.
0: Yeah, which goes back to the first word you said, which was stewardship. And maybe you could just expand on that for a moment. You know, what does stewardship mean?
1: Stewardship means being, um, you know, we, we can look at credit cards in our wallet or cards or whatever. Um, that's been that's been entrusted to us uh, with the responsibility. God owns it all. It's all mm-hmm. His. He owns all the businesses. He owns all the companies. He owns everything. Uh, stewardship says. Um, my definition of stewardship isn't management. My definition of stewardship is leadership of all the resources that God's entrusted to me.
0: Mm. What's the it difference is- between management and leadership? If you're talking about.
1: Management is maintaining and hoping you don't make a mistake. And it's almost looking out for Ah. what I don't want to hit. Leadership says I'm taking new territory and my goals are so aspirational that the miracles are required in order for these things to fill in the blank. So I am going to take what God's entrusted to me and I'm going to put some of that seed capital in the ground to grow new initiatives. I'm going to put it at risk for that. I'm going to take seed capital. I'm going to... use it to underwrite those initiatives which our families have current obligations um, and then i'm going to uh, use that to save and then i'm going to use that to um to invest so the investing stamp every, all of life every single aspect of life every aspect time talent money is an investment it's not being spent it's not being wasted and so stewardship says i'm leading in every and all areas of my life, my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, my faith, my finances, my family, every single aspect of my life is performing in leadership. Uh, we'll see a lot of people that do a life transformation and they're like, dude, I crushed it for 12 weeks. I'm totally in shape and I've maintained that for three months. I'm like, great, dude, but that's not faithfulness. Mm. Um, that's like saying I'm faithful to my wife because I said yes on an altar. No, you're faithful because you prove that you can do that day after day for 22 years. Yeah. Um, so stewardship says, I'm a leader, I'm leading and I'm crushing in all aspects of life, not just outweighting, outweighed in one. Um, you know, so I got, you know, you get your house in order, and once you have your house in order, you have the ability to, to maximize it and, um, expand upon it. The older you get, the better you become. Why? Because. You possess more wisdom, you know more people, you have more influence, and you've been entrusted more. Why? Because you've proven faithful over a long period of time, incrementally, with what you have been entrusted, whether it's little, whether it's 20 bucks, whether it's a hundred bucks, whether it's commas and zeros, 20 million bucks, has nothing to do with the mouse has has to do with can I find you trustworthy and faithful with what I've entrusted to you. So mm-hmm. that starts with the mindset of understanding what stewardship is um also what it is not um you know and that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of folks can't get out of a poverty or or scarcity mindset because they don't they don't even know what's possible until they know what's possible they're not going to be able to get out of bed in the morning because they don't know what they're aiming at um you know it's drifting it's just existing and it's kind of coasting yes a
0: couple questions here so i'm going to go one, two how um how do you discover what's possible
1: so say somebody's listening uh, to
0: this right now and 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 yeah, yeah. what's your thoughts uh,
1: you hang out with people that have the results that you want
0: ah uh, shoot dude guys freaking evaluate who you're spending your time with
1: yeah yeah so it it starts with i want to you know and this is this is really interesting you're going to you're going to see the results and you're going to have the um, the proof you're gonna have the proof and see the results in those that you you hang out with and And here's the thing. you can find a person that's cracked the code on fitness. You can find a person that's cracked yep. the code on finances. You can find a person that's cracked. The... I've rarely found anybody that has them all. The people that I hang out with, which came for the master's program, which is now the mentorship that I teach. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be around those that had the whole package of Mm -hmm. life, life mastery, preparing you for your life mission, crushing your life mission. Why? Because you're going to be prepared for your life account as you stand before your Heavenly Father. Now, what if you could take a life, like get your life in balance, master life, life mastery, crush your life mission, and then prove that that whole thing is actually possible following Jesus as the perfect, um, that's why it's called the master's program. We're literally modeled everything after his plan. And I've yet to find it on the planet of who can do that, that well. So then imagine sitting there with your kids, bestowing that legacy. And not only the legacy, like, oh, here it is. I'm entrusting all of this, what dad and mom worked for for 40 years. No, 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 no. This is, I'm going to show you the practical everyday steps so that you can master your own life, glorify God, living out your unique abilities, and that's really passing on a family legacy. Um, hoarding up a bunch of cash and putting in an account and then say, hey, give this to my kids when I'm gone, that's not stewardship. That's foolish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Dig it. Okay. So the question was, how do you discover you got to get yourself around people, which I think guys, you're listening to this podcast. Clearly you have some sort of growth mindset. Um, you've heard Noah mention it and and he'll mention it more, but you know, he leads a master's program, uh, which you could learn more about at his website, uh, noahelius.net. Correct. Yep. 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 Yep but I want to say there's, there's things out there like what Noah does. Um, there's other things. And, and I think I struggle with this at first. So imagine you're going to, you know, you're going to pay some sort of a dollar amount to go to, uh, a mastermind, a, a conference, a dad conference, a marriage conference, whatever you're like, why am I paying for this? I think things should be free. Well, if you go where things should be free, then other people who think it should be free are gonna be there. Whereas if you go pay $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, $100,000, whatever it is, yeah. other people who are in that room figured out a way to pay that same amount. So they're expecting to get that same amount, if not more value out of that. So all of a sudden, it's not even necessarily about the program or the curriculum. That's all great. But it's this—that's yeah. the people in the room who are thinking like you. I mean, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, I moved to Hawaii in the last two years. I bought a house that was out of what I thought I could do. And I've drastically changed some things in my business. And it's mm-hmm. all because of a couple of groups that I've been in that being around other people, these conversations at dinner, these like right now I could call up 10 people and say, Hey, what would you do about this? What would you do about this? What would you do this? That's yeah. what you're building. And and otherwise, what, what are you doing? You're, you're not around people. Okay. So that was my first question. My second question was, if someone's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to get my house in order. So this is something you said three, four minutes ago. You said, first, get your house in order. So imagine a dad's listening to this. He makes 70 to $100,000 a year. He's just like trying to figure out how to be a dad. What does it mean for him to get his house in order?
1: Mm, Good question. Well, for me, I realized that I thought that if, you know, I'm a believer, let's say I was a believer. um, I wanted to, you know, Get a career, you know, the first half of your life is getting a career, getting a family, getting a wife, getting some kids, getting a job, getting like you're getting, 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 getting. And you're mm. and by what the world has to offer, it's if I can just get all that stable and be a really great provider, then I'll consider what like really figuring out one, doing something significant. Maybe I'll do something meaningful. Two, can I crack the code of actually escaping having to be a slave to somebody as an employee? Or could I actually become You know, a W or 1099 where I can be an independent contractor and call my own shots. Most guys look at that as successful. I did it. I escaped Mm -hmm. and now I'm just my own boss. Okay. But then there's that third part of. Man, I really want to do something significant that is being a part of building God's kingdom. Most guys aren't even thinking or talking about that. And so. Getting your house in order. When I went into the master's program, I basically found out the moment I walked into session one, every single one of my deficits that number one, I completely was aimed at the wrong target hmm. targets, targets on family, targets on money, targets on career, targets on time, targets on every single one I was running at a deficit. My nose was just above water. I walked in on life support. Um, forget just purpose. I just needed to become, I I just needed to get out of survival. And it was like gasping for air every single day. And one of the biggest misses was, I was was trying to build a life for myself. I was trying to build the empire of me. I got to the Mm. top of the ladder of success, realizing, Mm. hey, I've got some money. I might be able to pay bills, but I'm completely void of purpose. And I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with the gift of creativity that God entrusted to me. I was terrified, 28 years old, midlife crisis. I'd been working 14 years already, burned out. So getting my house in order said I needed to turn myself in. And everybody goes, oh, I can't, you know, I walked into the master's program, denied it. You know, like I didn't go take up on it three times. And I declined it three times. Dude, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I was a flipping idiot. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. Wait a minute. You can't afford not to do this. And you're following yourself. And then it's pride. And then it's ego. And then it's selfish ambition. And then it's just all of these excuses. And it's just rooted in pride. More, even more so, I was unconsciously operating 100% in greed. Hmm. You'll, you'll never have anybody walk into your church. They'll, they'll say, hey, I'm struggling with porn. I'm struggling with, you know, um, toxic thoughts. I'm struggling with, you know, fighting with my wife. I'm struggling with, you know, whatever. Not one person in my 52 years has ever walked up and said, dude, I need prayer. Would you, can you work with me or walk through me this process of breaking off greed? Why does Jesus say, look out for all forms of greed? Why does Paul say as he kisses his his friends goodbye for the last time? Why does he turn around and look at him and say and watch out for greed? Because nobody believes that they, they they suffer from that sin. Sin is the the root, the root, the root of sin means missing the mark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're, miss, we're all missing the mark of God's original intent. So getting my house in order says. I need to get my house in order as the way that the Lord truly intended. I need to get on his operating system of the way he intended with my time, talent, and treasure, how that affects my finances, my faith, my children, my wife. of this the filter for every single thing biblically in my life as to the way he truly intended it to be, which means I had to fully renounce, fully rebuke, fully break off, shed, Go deep dive, which is why I wrote Fear Hunters, to go all the way down to the bottom of the pit to literally sit with the Lord and to remove the fear and the shame that stands between me and the life that I'm destined to live. You are not going to discover that by luck and by chance. And you have to, you literally, when I went into the master's program, I literally put myself on the operating table and said, Lord, I want you to cut me open, reveal all the deficits so I can get this house in order. To lay down my life as a living sacrifice to be served and used by you. I will why? Because I had no grid for what a great dad looks like. I had no great grid for what a father looked like. I had no grid for how to run a business, <clears throat> no grid how to steward finances, let alone grow them, let alone getting wealth and managing wealth and expanding wealth and then showing other people how to do it. It's like you got to first prove you can lose 50 pounds with yourself before you start blabbering off meal plans for how everybody else should eat. Well, freaking you, you've been literally entrusted the kingdom of God. And you think that you're supposed to be able to take that entire blueprint and bestow it upon others and show them how to do it, but can't live it out yourself. That's what I'm like, find me a room where people actually have that whole enchilada, the entire package dialed. Because that to me is like, you're bearing fruit in all areas. I'm like, sign me up for that. Yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: So when somebody (laughs) hears this and they go, yeah, that's for you, you know, uh, that, that's not for everybody. It's not for everybody to have their own business or have their own, you know, ten ninety nine, have their house in order the way you do. Like, what, what are, what's your response to that? Is this for elite people
1: only? No, this is for every single person. I don't care if you, I don't care if you mow lawns at a grass at a mow grass at a golf course. If you work in a cubicle work at a store, work retail, own your own business, run a Fortune 500 company, own a franchise. I don't care what you do for a living. We are all going to have the same ending. And that same ending says, I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And what's going to be measured since the day I said yes to Jesus, the clock started ticking and everything started to count. And that is my time. Did I spend it, waste it, or invest it? My money. Did I spend it, waste it, or invest it? My relationships. How many people, as I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, standing there, going, "Okay, your lambs in the in the Lamb's book, your name is in the Lamb's book of life." You said yes to Jesus, and then ever since ever since that day, maybe it was fifty years, sixty, who knows? They're going to pull everything into that room, and they're going to consume it with fire. And the only thing that doesn't burn is people's souls, and that is what matters most to God: loving God, loving people, making disciples. Was my life's mission in that pursuit? loving God, loving people, making disciples. If I really do love God, I will bring as many people to him as possible. I will train as many disciples as possible. I will use every resource and money and dime I've got to underwrite and buy kingdom stock. Why? I want to help men and women stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the richest people to ever exist. And their winnings will be waiting for them as they walk through that door saying, well done, you crushed it. You didn't just spend time on this earth. You didn't waste time. You didn't just exist. You flipping crushed it. Mm. You you knew what my agenda was and you underwrote it. We partnered. Most people, myself included, spend the majority of your life just trying to figure things out, making God a silent partner. He invested in you, but you made him a silent partner.
0: Mm. Mm. I I love the statement. Uh, Are you spending it? wasting it or investing it and and put that with your relationship with money, time, wife and kids. And with that being said with kids, I'm going to ask you some fatherhood questions. Sure, please. When did you embrace fatherhood? So you got a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. You've yeah. hit several stages of from baby to toddler to elementary to middle to high school to now you yeah. got one transitioning out of the house soon. Uh when did you embrace fatherhood?
1: What point Well, fatherhood happens to you or by you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, fatherhood, you know, the collision of that. uh, I had a I had a a really great model of what I didn't want. Um, Uh And so I did, you know, one of the reasons why is so when you realize deficits that you possess, you want to get them shored up as fast as possible and find out because you don't want to repeat the past. But also at the same time, you, can, you basically, when a father wound, which every father will give to their child, I don't care how much you try to avoid it, every father is going to give the wound. It's spoken. It's either a curse or it's a blessing. And that wound that is delivered by the father, every guy will say, oh, never do that. No, trust me. You're going to give a wound to your, your child. Hmm. And the amazing thing is you have an opportunity to reverse that wound. And you have an opportunity to bestow the blessing, but you cannot give the blessing if you have first not received it. So, a lot of what I do in my mentorship, and a lot of what I do through um, my coaching, is I help get dads blessed, because you if you're not blessed, you're operating from a deficit, and you're trying to give out of an empty cup that you've never received, and/or have, or haven't even been bestowed. So, a part of that fatherhood collision for me was understanding who I was not who I could become in God and how he sees me receiving that blessing, then taking that blessing, growing it so that I can then give it and bestow that on the daily. So um, that's when it happened for me. And that, you know, that was in my thirties, I guess you could say. And so it takes, you know, um, fatherhood is not a one-time event. Um, Fatherhood is, uh, fatherhood is earned. Fatherhood is grown. And um, fatherhood um in my case, the Lord imported it through my surrogate fathers because I wasn't able to get what I needed from my dad with mm. what all he was going through. So yeah. um Yeah, powerful, my- powerful, man.
0: Yeah. What have you learned about yourself and being a dad? So <clears throat> At these different stages, right of life, we are we're we're put. You know, we usually learn through struggle, failure, whatever. Yeah. What's something that you learned about yourself or an area of a big growth for you through your yeah. fatherhood role?
1: Um, the greatest thing about uh, having children is it's a it's a direct refle- reflection of your relationship with God. Mm. So there's a couple of dynamics that are going to take place. One, fatherhood is going to reveal all your deficits, right? But it's also going to reveal how your father sees you. I'll give you a, I'll give you a story that kind of personifies this. Um, so our son has special needs on the autism spectrum, and um, uh, one of the things that we teach in the master's program is best days, uh, which are days that are completely underwritten um in advance well in advance and these happen with our kids quarterly a few times a year and they're pretty they're pretty epic Noah's about 10 and i said hey bud um what do you really want to do for your 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 best day and he goes oh i i want to go to new york i want to fly first class to new york i want to do the whole thing that we did in in elf or the movie elf and like home alone so he's like i want to go stay at the plaza (laughs) <laughs> i want to go get ice cream i want to go get ice cream i want to go get pizza i want to go to the lego store history of national you know national history museum um he's like i want to do all those things and i said all right we're gonna do it no it's extravagant um but we did it and he was 10 yeah went to that's LA so F- awesome board, yeah you know, boarded a um uh, first class flight flew in worked with the concierge there told her about everything that was going on with Noah. And i said if there's anything special that we could do to make things over the top let's do it we arrived in new york limo to the hotel it was all closed because it was christmas it was the week before christmas and you know we get out of the we get out of the car and the doorman's like, like sorry you guys can't get in and noah like he's like i'm staying here and they're like oh sir come right in you know so it was like full like just a beautiful thing to watch and then ah. as we got escorted, as we got escorted up to the room we hear some noise on the inside and we're like somebody's already in there and we open up the door and we hear kevin McAllister from home alone and they had it playing on the tv and then we come around the corner at the foot of the bed was a full spread of candy and the elf movie and home alone and all this spread of junk food that was just insane and then there's this big note Noah, open it up and it says hey noah Make sure you don't get lost in New York. Your your friend, Kevin McAllister. And then it was just like a total mind blow for him, you know, just to think like, what? You know, there he is on TV. There's this note from Kevin. There's all this spread and just opulence and just amazing beauty. We mm-hmm. left there, went to the Lego store, got pizza, got ice cream, did the whole thing. And as we walked him back to the hotel, well, Lord says, yo, And and I can remember vividly this moment, like we're walking back. I can see him walking up to the plaza and I'm looking over his shoulder, like watching him as he walks and the snow is falling. And he goes, you see how you feel about him? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I love you a million times more than how you feel about me right now. Wow. And I just, I'm like, I, we did this trip for him, but the Lord used that trip. And the similar ones that we've done with Griffin and Vegas and going to Michael Jackson's show and just underwriting these kids' memories where they just get to have a father alongside them that doesn't say no, that doesn't check them, that doesn't, but literally just gives them full permission to be whoever they want to be, go wherever they want in the world, do whatever they want to do, have whatever they want to be able to have. And to know that their dad is next to them to just help them win. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those right there. Um, we're not we're not here to make money. We're here to make memories. And when your children encounter that, whether and you know there were days it was just hey let's go to In and Out and go by Disneyland, but when your kids encounter that sort of love and that sort of understanding and that sort of pursuit of intentionally, I want to like, just absolutely underwrite your world. When your kids encounter that they're encountering the spirit of God and his generosity. Hmm. Myself, as, myself as the dad, am seeing an example of how my father bestows the blessing upon me and I can bless my children as a result of it. Now my kids are growing up going like, our family is different right because this is what it means to be a family in the kingdom of god beautiful beautiful
0: oh my gosh bro uh so good pure gold i mean for a dad to see his opportunity to love his child in that way um priceless priceless and and and, and it doesn't have to be what you shared, it's the intent behind creating those and and having that that mindset we are not here to make money. We're here to make memories. I think that that's such a huge statement for a dad to realize because we get caught up so much and, like, my job is to make money for this family.
1: well, let me just let me disclaim this, though this is this is what's really helpful. One is, I retired all of my selfish ambition a long time ago. Mm. And so when you go to a living sacrifice, I say goodbye to my agenda, my dreams, my everything, because my life's not mine. I gave up my rights. Do you, do you realize how much that helps? Because no, I'm not the provider anymore. Uh, so that's
0: the that's the nugget behind it. So, okay, we'll tie, the, tie those together for me. Okay, so the, I feel like I'm ulti- a pretty.
1: That's the ultimate cheat code.
0: Okay, so hang on a sec. I feel like I'm pretty selfish. I'm and, uh, and I've been learning the last year that I'm more selfish than I thought. I was even sitting down with a friend last week, sharing sharing um, some actions and realizing, man, there's some areas of my life that I'm that I'm being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me one. I want to hear one. Retire your selfish ambition, and then two. How did you attach that to? you're not the provider not well, that's what, exactly it, what you said you, but
1: you got to remember your kids are going to go through multiple stages you know you know uh JH does a wonderful job of of um uh, of articulating you know we go from caretaker we go into cop mode with our kids then we go into coach with our kids and then we go into a season of being a consultant you know depending on how old they are you know and most dads blow it the kids you know um grow up to be in, in into a coaching stage or into a consulting stage, you know, and we're in a cop mode as a parent and we are not having those real conversations of mm-hmm. understanding exactly how it So it's lost in translation. and Yeah. Short yeah. But you got to realize in your season, like trying to be a provider. I mean, I just got to a point where I just said, you know what? If I really did offer myself as a living sacrifice, I'm done. I don't need to go play golf. I don't need to go stay on some major amazing vacation. It was so liberating and so freeing to finally let go of trying to fight for what am I going to be able to do in my life? Listen to me right now. Before God, your number one priority, your number one client on earth is your wife and the heart yeah. of your wife. Yep. Yeah. Not your kids. Your wife. The relationship that you have with your wife and your children are a direct relationship to your relationship with God. If I want to see a real judge of like how a guy is really living, I'm going to look at the relationship of his wife and his Mm -hmm. kids hmm 100%. But most, guys, but most guys are like, I'm gonna go crush it in business and be a great provider and turn the world upside down for God and grow God's kingdom and all this kind of stuff outside the home. And then you go in, he's getting like a D minus on all fronts at home. So crazy. I, I basically had to get myself in order to say, listen, I have no business doing anything outside. If I can't get inside. forget my family, my wife and my kids, I gotta get me dialed. Mm. I had to get life mastery, stewardship of me, disciplines. When people say, so how often do you work? I'm like, from 5 a.m. till 10 a.m., I'm working on me. I don't go to work until 10 a.m. every single day. This thing called work or a job is 10 to 2 p.m. Why? Because I, in order to pour into my wife, to pour into my kids, I am walking an hour a day, listening to the word an hour a day. Like These disciplines of life mastery and balance of more margin and focus and all of those things have the infrastructure of me to even be able to pour into my kids. But here's the best part. All these guys are wanting to most likely escape, for, like, not only escape yeah. career, because they got a job they hate, escape a yeah. marriage that they hate. And Gosh, kids it's are, so sad. And, and, and kids are a burden. Mm. Um, you know what, dude? My, my, maybe it's tough. Maybe it's tough. I get it. But let me just need of the groin. Why? Because I got the need of the groin to myself. And that was this. You, my friend, as the man, set the pace. Yep. Yep. You are you are the thermostat of that home. You walk into that home, everybody's either hot or cold, depending on the temperature of where your head and your mind and your relationship with God is. And I've had the kick the dog syndrome. Trust me. I've been there frustrated. Things aren't going the way I want. But then I had to surrender that like the Lord just broke me down and down and down. You are not the provider. You do not fill that net with fish. I do. Stop trusting the fish, by the way. Trust the source of the fish. That's me. I own everything in your world. And the moment, I finally got to myself and the end of myself completely. I did not care. I was willing to die. And what does that mean? You can have my wife. You can have my kids. You can have my career. You can have creativity. You can have every single thing, every single possession. And the moment you do that, now, now, and only then are you going to truly start living. Mm. Why? Because then it changes. Why do I want to make money? Why do I want to have a good body? Why do I want to stay on earth as long as possible? Why do I want to have a rad wife? Why do I want to have rad kids? Because I am not living my purpose. I'm living his purpose through our family. I'm just along for the ride, dude. These aren't my kids. This is not my wife. These, I mean, it's like the talking head song. This is not my beautiful wife. This <laughs> is like it's not mine dude yeah but the deception that the enemy offers is oh my gosh dude you better not let things go to the pot you're not going to get that promotion you're not going to get that contract you're not going to get you're not you're not you're not not." fear 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 buy in the hype get all this money you can greed 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 greed. hold it don't lose it might not get it constant fear 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 this layers upon layers upon fear fatherhood says I am about my father's business. What's my father's business? My wife's my number one priority. My kids are my number two priority. But the number that's on earth, but the number one priority for me is to love him, to fall in love with God and to get as myself out of the way as much as possible. So when people say, So what do you want to do with life? Well, yeah, but what do you really want to do? I'm like, I'm doing it. It's like the I mean, here's the crazy thing. It was not eventually it happened. It was within 10 minutes, it all got activated, deployed. Ten minutes of what? The the switch of operating in the kingdom operating system. And so what was the switch?
0: Or what was the trigger for you to make that switch?
1: What the kingdom? What what Jesus was basically giving to his disciples and the entire world was salvation by grace. Nothing that you can do to say that you earned it. It's a free gift from me. Great, that's grace. So then every Christian basically goes. Every every Christian basically goes. Well, what the heck am I supposed to do with my life then? Mm. I thought life was just about salvation, and I have grace. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's called a Willy Wonka ticket. Did Jesus really come to this earth just to keep you from a place called hell? Was that his entire mission? Just to keep us from going to that place? No. You're missing out on the entire reason for why he came. To do, John 15, to join me in my work. If you really do love me, you'll join me in my work. Well, what's my work? I'm just doing the will of the Father. What is it? To love him, to love people, and to make disciples, and to duplicate that process. So the questions are great questions. Is your business underwriting those things which are eternal that you will you will see waiting for you? Are you teaching that entire process to your kids? Is your main exact focus to try to get as high yield as you possibly can everywhere in your life? Is your home a ministry? Do you wake up 50% of your time thinking how do I develop those things that are going to be eternal today versus just trying to get the hay in the barn to pay our bills?
0: Yeah. That's a great question right there.
1: All of the like literally, dude, like that's the kingdom operating system. Are you obsessed? Are you absolutely consumed, obsessed on those things which puts a smile on God's face and breaks his heart? Mm. That's good.
0: And since you brought it up, I would I mean, I sat through the um your 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 training on the kingdom operating system, and I know you give people access to that. Um, can you tell us where people could find that if they're wanting to unlock some of that?
1: Yeah, just go to noahelias.net. Um, we'll have a new link up there for the for the webinar. If you go to noahelias.net, you're gonna be able to find everything that you need. Yeah, yeah, really,
0: really helpful. Um, okay, I'm gonna ask you a couple last questions here. Um, just some real gold, thank you. This podcast is called Fatherhood Field Notes, which you've been doing it, just opening up obviously your passions, right? So if you were to open your journal, I feel like yeah. that's what you've opened up in front of us. The mantra behind it is rebel and create. Now, this came to me in 2015. Uh, really, for me, it was to rebel against this idea that I was building my uh, my identity out in the world, uh, to rebel against that and create my God-given identity in my home. But rebel right. and create could be used in any aspect of your life. So I'm rebelling against being on my cell phone on Wednesday nights because we have family dinner night. So Uh, what's something on uh, like a small scale or a large scale that you're rebelling against and out of tearing down time, space, walls, you know, whatever you're creating something in that space. What comes to mind?
1: Um, uh, There's a great book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. The reason why most fathers don't break out and create a supernatural lifestyle of firing on all fronts, and that includes financial, that includes um, physical fitness, that includes marriage, that includes all of it, right? I mean, parenting and fatherhood is just one symptom of many things that you've been entrusted. Mm -hmm. But the reason why most guys don't ever graduate from infancy, I I look at it like this, like, let's say you have a startup, a business, that's infancy. You go to adolescence. Oh, we're making some money. You want to become mature and like, oh, we're sustainable. We're going to last beyond five years. Let's take your faith. Infancy. In a diaper, drinking a bottle, getting fed. You're a newborn. Literally, you're born again, like, boom. You just Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I'll grow up and I'll graduate to adolescence where I'm going to do a little bit more, where God's on my radar, like I want to get activated in that. Very few actually graduate to the maturity level of going all in at 100X. They don't even know what 100X is. They don't even know what's possible. The reason why I believe the rebel and the, like, why would anybody want to lose 20 pounds? Why would anybody want to grow their, why would anybody want to grow their business 10 to 100X? Why would they want to grow their profits 60%? Why would they why would they want to know more of what's possible with their parenting? Why would they even want to pursue a better marriage? The whole question is why. Mm-hmm. Why why? You have a relationship with God, you're a believer, but why? And here's why. Because the Lord gives us an invitation to an incredible grand adventure example people think oh i'm just going to check my email twice a day and i'm hacking life and i'm more productive why because i just want to have more peace of mind why what's the net roi from all this well for most when it comes to the financial it's so that they can just increase their level of comfort and lifestyle right right Which is why in the kingdom operating system, I say most people take the blessing that they've been bestowed and they become a glutton and a consumer of the blessing that's supposed to be actually distributed.
0: Mm. And that's the pure, that's that, my friends, is the gold, right? So if you don't catch anything, you're blessed not so you can get fat and lazy and piss away your time. You're blessed so that you can be a blessing and love and light to those around you, which is what truly gives one fulfillment and.
1: The true, yeah. Purpose the true meaning is: I want God to bless my business. I'm a believer. God's going to bless my business. Hashtag blessed. I grew my, you know, twenty percent last year. Okay, so what's the net ROI on that? Yeah. Well, let me ask a bigger question: What's the K ROI on every area of your life? What's the kingdom return on investment of every area of your life? Mm-hmm. Sowing into your your kids, your marriage, your relationships. How many people that you're doing life within your phone right now will be waiting for you in heaven? how many initiatives are you underwriting with your 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 money that's a, your checkbook is a direct reflection of where your heart is and you say that you're a believer do you really love god if you really do love him you'll do his work if what's that work what's that why so the why isn't different for everybody if we're a believer here's a new flash we all have the same calling we all have the same exact purpose we're all being compelled The jet fuel for our passion and our unique abilities of building our actual calling, is the same calling, to love God, to love people, to make disciples. That is his currency. But here's what the world's deception says. Tell you what. You need to get as much money as you possibly can to keep yourself out of any challenges. Mm. And the more money you have, the more insulated you'll have from challenges. You'll be a provider. your your wife won't be mad, everybody at work's going to love you, and you're going to have time to take it easy. And they always abuse that verse, be merry, eat, and have delight, right? Well, Jesus says, in this life, you're going to have a lot of trouble. And that trouble is necessary because challenges and trials produce what? Faith. If you want kingdom stock and you want to become the richest man in heaven, become as faithful as possible. So what does that mean? All the resources that he entrusts to me, I have to deploy into yeah. my wife, my kids, into my relationships, into my business. It's like, why the flip do you want to 10x your business? Why? Well, so that I can just have buy more time and go longer. Really? For what? To have more comfort, longer, insulated from challenges, take it easy, go hit a white ball around a golf course and go sit on a boat? Is that a great model for your kids to see? Of like, get as much as you can, kids, and just hoard it, and then freaking just coast your way to death. The Lord's like, are you kidding me? Deploy it, yeah, through irrational generosity, irrational. Be mm, I love that. May your, fam- May your family go. You are the biggest family of disruption of love. Not only do you just like you mess up everybody's junk, you come in and rearrange the furniture of their thinking and go, this is what's possible. And the Lord says, those that hear my word and do my word, I will reward them 30, 60, 100x. You want to go from infancy to adolescence to maturity in the kingdom of God? Those are those that realize that he's not just my savior and my Lord. He's my flipping rewarder, dude. Mm. I'm in partnership. Yeah. And that's why fatherhood for me, the kingdom operating system says, it's just like that guy, Matthew, who literally found treasure hidden in the field. In all of his joy, which is kingdom operating system, I'm like, and all my joy. Once I finally got cracking the code from the master's program, going, this is it. These are all the cheat codes that I've been looking for as a dad and as a husband. This is finally the Lord's blueprint for an optimized life of a life well lived, life to the full here as a dad, life to the full there, and reaping the rewards of everything we did while we were here. Nothing is wasted. I don't waste time with people. I don't waste time at work. I don't waste time guessing. I don't waste time wondering if today's just going to be another Groundhog Day. I hope some spaghetti hits, ah. you know, sticks. None of that anymore. Optimized, optimized, strategic. I know my mission. I know my calling. I know exactly how to live it out. I help others do that. I'm like that's how a dad wants to live. He wants to wake up and go. I want. I need a place to go crush it. I know, Dad. I get it. I've been there. I woke up with that indifference lifestyle of just not knowing what to do and where to go and like hope hoping one day this all gets worked out that's haunting terrifying nightmare for yeah
0: yeah yeah oh that's not a way to live no bro we are coming up to the end of our time together which i know i could just wrap with you forever but want to honor our time so i'm going to ask you my last question now this is a a legacy question okay and, and i don't know think Michael Davis might've said it on a call with this idea. I've been asking this question for 300 and some episodes, but the idea of legacy and inheritance. Okay. So inheritance is what am I going to give my kids, I guess, but legacy is what am I leaving inside of my children? So when you think about 30 years from now, if you were to peer into the homes of your children, what would you see? What's the legacy? And you go, okay, the way that I showed up day in, day out I'm seeing played out in this home. Um,
1: what would you see? Um, there's no separation. It's full integration of of uh, of the great Commission uh, evangelism is not optional. Um uh, our family hosts events every single month at our our home to as outreach to our community of all uh, Christian entrepreneurs here in Orange county mm. and business owners, some believers some are. Um, so they're an active part of that. They've grown up with that the whole time. They see the intentionality of me leading them as well in in, in that respect. In terms of, they see that it's intentional. Our devotions are um, leaning into me showing these principles and passing them on. Legacy for me though, there's a there. Here's here's the normal cookie cutter version of legacy, that you're going to take everything that you've learned and your money, and you're going to bestow it to the next generation past you that's not the real legacy. Mm. If you really wanted to show a legacy that is a hundred X for your family and your kids, it's just show them how to build an eternal legacy. Who wants to have a legacy down here for 70 years? Even yeah. if it is your kids 70 years, oh, we just duplicated, it was my 70 plus their 70 great outcomes. No, the greatest legacy that you can create is one, which is that pays dividends and royalty checks into a heaven. Show your kids how to crack that code, which is, by the way, take 1% of all believers and then 1% of those 1%. And that's how many people actually know how this works. You're sowing into your kids an operating system to build an et- not just a legacy here, but what if you could build it in both places? Show them how to build an eternal legacy. It changes everything they do temporally here on earth. That's the greatest thing that you can do. So sure it could be devotion, sure it could be intentional time, sure it could be best days, sure it could be underwriting their memories, but it's really about how can you model it as a dad? You're the thermostat, you're the example. They don't want to hear a sermon, they want to see it. Yeah. My dad model the lifestyle that makes me go, that's Jesus. And I want to do everything possible because that's contagious. And that is, excuse me, that is the true guide of what not only keeps them from trouble shows them what's possible here's the here's half the problem all these parents all these dads are just doing man i hope my kid doesn't get in trouble and i want to do everything possible to just guard safeguard them and this that and the other i'm like dude that's the equivalent of skiing and going into a forest going i hope i didn't hit a tree i hope i don't hit a tree i hope i don't all you're thinking about is avoiding the bad Mm, stuff yeah what if you just said this hey son hey daughter i'm dad is so jacked about this hope and there's such excitement and our goals are so audacious and we're going to rescue orphans and we're going to do this and we're going to go like we're so consumed with what's possible they don't even have time to think about other options yeah and that boils down to a practical level are you winding and dining and blowing your kids minds so much they don't want anything else they're like bro my plate is full my dad freaking rocks like he he's set the scared. example, he's like the coolest dude. And all I want to do is I don't want to be out of his presence. I want to be with him and I don't can go to him. He's the wellspring. Like, man, it's just a, it's just two different approaches to how you see. And that's what all Jesus is doing this whole time. It's like, bro, guys, look at what's possible. Look over here. Everybody else is like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Like, I'm going to move on to those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. I'm like, here's what's possible. Who wants to join me in this grand adventure? And that's all we can do as dads. Hey, kids, look at the grand adventure of what God's not only brought mom and I into, but you're in it with us, and you get to do it to your family after that. And that creates two legacies at once what you're doing down here as well as what you're doing up there.
0: Ah, oh, I love it. There you go. I love it, bro. Look at that. Dude, Noah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the man you are, uh, the husband, father, leader, uh, for taking the the constant growth and wisdom that you gain and sharing it with those around you while also, you know, continuing to be a learner. Um, yeah, I have a
1: work in progress, dude. Trust me. <laughs>
0: uh, well, that's the place that we want to be. And those are the mentors I look for in my life um, and how I try to be myself. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. One last time, where can people find you? Where can people learn about you? Uh,
1: On uh, Instagram, noah.j.elias. And then if you, I have a link for you. uh, If you go to noahelias.net forward slash O-S, noahelias.net forward slash OS. There's a PDF download kind of on the kingdom operating system stuff that you can check out.
0: And that'll be in the podcast notes, everyone. Yeah.
1: And then uh, know which is kind of where you can find me as the main hub of everything, but um just super grateful. And guys, listen, um, I'm, you know, I'm here for you. I get it. I just, time is limited. And the older you get, the more precious time is. And I want to help individuals invest it as wisely as possible. And Ned, the work that you're doing here, the fact that you're taking the time to do it, to be intentional on it, um, is such a blessing and such a gift. You're in great company with Ned. So hang out here and it's a great investment of time. You're not just doing this for entertainment purposes. So, um, Ned, I pray bless you. Appreciate that. Dude, and I just pray this is massively fruitful for you.
0: Mm, I appreciate that, bro. All right, my friend. Thank you. Until next time. Appreciate you, dude. Well, there you go. Another incredible conversation. This is one that I will re-listen to. Uh, Really thinking about my operating system, always working to be more in tune and intentional. I love the thoughts around leadership versus management. That's definitely something to wrestle with. Uh, And then how often am I operating selfishly or out of fear or out of greed? super good stuff. And you know, it's incredible, guys. I ask uh, Noah how old he is. He's 52. I'm 39. It is so important to be talking to men who are ahead of you in life. Like you and I just got gold from Noah because he's lived, at least for me, right? A little bit longer than me. So he's had some few more steps than me seen a few more things, gained some wisdom. And I was actually having this conversation with my kids last night. You know, there are certain things that we must learn through our own failures, but there is something to be learned from those who have gone before us. And frankly, I learn a crap ton from my kids too. So they don't just have to be older than you uh, to learn something. All right, my friends, a quick little pause here before we end. You are already making massive change to your legacy and family tree by investing in yourself as a father, like powerful man. Uh, but as you know, many men stumble into their fatherhood role. You may have done so yourself and our society's in desperate need of fathers who know who they are and they're engaged in leading their home. And I created the Adventure of Fatherhood gift box. You can go to adventureoffatherhood.com and order a gift for a new dad, welcoming him into his role. It is all built around a children's book, a father-son book. Um, It can be used father daughter as well, but I have a father daughter one coming Uh, or you could just go to Amazon and order this book. Please do so. I mean, I spent two years writing this book to credit to create a gift, Uh, but also I know when you read it, you'll love it. So go to Amazon, grab a copy, 18 bucks, grab two copies so that when you know, you guys are going over to someone's house and they had just had a kid in the last year, you can bring this book and say, Hey man, thought of you. I'm telling you, just that right there will do massive impact in this guy's life. So okay, uh, adventurefatherhood.com or Amazon, grab the book, create a gift, make a gift, or get the gift that I have. All right. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. I look forward to hanging out with you next time.